0: previously on the Dave and Steve show. Fortunately, what I found out uh, is you can still podcast with only one arm.
1: You know how you do. You go on Zillow and you're like, Oh, well I could live up there.
0: It'd be interesting. So I'm, I I guess I'm, I live my life in fear.
1: You know, I went down to, to do it and it just turned so hard, you know, the first time and I cleaned it out. I mean, it was just all gummed up and then I put it back in and they say, well, if it's hard, you know, use pliers. So I use pliers. So I can't, (laughs) I can't make it happen. I am wrestling with this thing. And finally somebody said, well, don't push it too hard or you're gonna break it. Really, you know, giving it to this thing. And I can't, I just, I'm a factory for drops. <laughs>
0: Show number nineteen of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me. A mere twenty-seven miles away is Steve, <laughs> and from parts unknown. And returning this week, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I've been on roller coasters, but no roller coaster quite like this show. <laughs> and we are off and running on show number nineteen. I. So here's the thing. The last week, Steve and I, we had a we had a more of a heartfelt one on one reflection on a lifetime together, and so there weren't a lot of like crazy bust out loud, laugh out loud moments. So instead, I strung together Steve talking about repairing his washing machine and made it sound like it was something entirely different than that. But it was still it was still entertaining. Uh, yeah, it is it is one of those. It, so uh, we we're gonna get to I want to get to where Tracy was last week. I also have questions because I know Tracy has listened to last week's show and I wanna talk a little bit about the dynamics of the show when one of us is out. I'm gonna start with me and then we'll go to Steve and then we'll hit Tracy Uh, as far as what I did this week. So the two things that I just wanted to touch on real quick. So I installed a brand new thermostat in my house and I know that sounds trivial and stupid, but as someone who has never installed a thermostat in their house, I had no idea what to expect from that and it was one of those things where i got the thermostat it came with easy to install instructions said anybody can do it and it's one of these smart thermostats it's got an app that's connected to it, it tells you to kill all the power so that you don't electrocute yourself you got to remove all the wires you got to you know make sure you take pictures and know where things go and of course all of the wires are slightly different in other words for example there was i had a uh, wire labeled r but the, the new thermostat had two ports. One was R1 and one was R2. So where do you take a wire marked R and put that? So I had to look it up. So, of course, like anything else, it says 20 to 30 minutes to install your new thermostat. Three hours in, I was still fighting with this thing. I get it all hooked up and done. I click the thermostat onto the, the casing. I turn the breaker back on. It fires up. I see the logo. I think I've done everything right. And then it gives me some generic error code that says error 66. Uh, Y1 wire not connected. Heat pump requires Y1 wire. Well, I, 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 and, it, and it says contact a professional for installation. So at that point now, I have spent three hours. I have mm-hmm. taken the old thermostat off. And it is, Steve, it's like what you talked about with the washing machine last week, which is you get something like that apart to a certain point point. And then it eclipses your ability to actually put it back together. I know in your case, something broke. But you get to that yeah, point you, where you're
2: like... You've kind of gone too far. Yeah, this yeah. is
0: the point of no return. I can't go back. I can't I can't do what I had. I I mean, I guess I could, but I, I, it would have taken another three hours to hopefully figure it out. So I did what anybody would do. I took the case off, and it the wire was called Y1. And I had one yellow wire that wasn't connected to anything. So I shoved it in the Y1 port, and I connected it back up, and I turned it back on, and we all held our collective breath and hoped that we didn't hear an explosion from our furnace. And what everything what
2: error code that would have
0: been. Everything kicked on and worked. <laughs> everything Ooh. kicked on and worked fine. So I don't know why they just didn't say, if you have a yellow wire, connect it now. But I got it all hooked up. Everything's working great now. Look and now the wall and
2: see if there's any wire not being used. You, they, yeah, they exactly. Use yes. Right. Yes,
0: and connect that wire. Anything so, left over in the box. So that of course over the course of, you know, the 2 days since I installed the thermostat, that is no longer I installed a a cup-sized thermostat on my wall, that is I have I have I put the entire HVAC system in into our house. As I've told this story more and more <sighs> it, it has grown and 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 now i am a commercial hvac installer that's what i do congratulations yeah yeah, good job fantastic yeah Uh, so i got i got that done and then just before we went on the air tracy and i were talking a little bit so i i I, you guys i said last week that i was having these issues with my shoulder so i went for the first time to physical therapy and uh, the first time was fine they do like an evaluation it is literally just does this hurt does it hurt when i do this if i push here how does that feel all that kind of stuff the second time, she actually said to me, Steve, her words were, I have to tell everybody this, you're going to feel like I'm injuring you worse than you are, but this is just a deep tissue massage so that I can start to see which parts are actually working, which parts have just gotten so tight from overcompensating for the injury and... So I need to sort of
2: uh, my prostate doctor says
0: the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So so I need to see. That's what we we missed that last week, Steve. We didn't have that. Uh, So I I she said I basically have to reset you. I got to get everything back to square one so that we know where the injuries really are. And then she proceeded to, I I was sweating by the time she was done massaging my shoulder because it was so painful. That I just sat with my teeth clenched and gripping the chair while she just needed and needed and needed on this shoulder. Now it feels amazing. At the time that it was happening, I wanted to die. So I'm hoping that it gets a little bit easier each time. Um, but I'm also Steve is convinced I don't need surgery. He is. He thinks I'm being scammed by no, by I, a I'm very not, respected doctor. I,
1: and the, the big the big. You know, caveat is, I'm not a doctor. All I have is just my own, uh, like my own fear of having to pay for surgery. Like just looking around, I don't think they need all that surgery, but you you probably do.
0: So you probably, and you know, I'm giving you shit. But I know Tracy has, and I have. I, I obviously know I have. Steve, I don't. You've never had a major surgery. I know you broke your collarbone. I remember that vividly, and I remember that you were in a sling for it. But outside of that, you've never had a scalpel taken to you, have you? Okay, so one time I it's a had simple question, Mr. a
2: question, Mister Dammer. Simple yes <laughs> or no? I, I, I'm trying to answer the question.
1: Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, I I had a uh, thing on the bridge of my nose that I th- I was pretty sure was skin cancer. Um, this was. I don't know, like 2007, 2008. It, it was chocolate. I, what, what, what was that?
0: It was chocolate. It yeah. was. Yeah.
1: And the doctor just licked it off my nose. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, I think that's chocolate. Uh, um, no, uh, that's the only way you can tell. That's so nice. I did go in and have that. They did take a skin sample and cut stuff off, but they... they
0: and that's what i was gonna say outside of like you know some outpatient or some some quick little things you you haven't had a major what would be classified as a major surgery like right spend time in the hospital major surgery. and i'm not saying that as far as we well, don't know what you're talking about i'm saying that's pretty that's pretty amazing that you have gone as long as you have without having any kind of any kind of big surgery. I mean, that's no maybe that's
1: because that's going to happen tomorrow.
0: <laughs> maybe that's it's maybe that's more the exception. Tomorrow. Maybe that's more the exception than the rule. I I don't know, but <laughs> I, to me, it feels like everybody that I know, especially at the age that we're getting to, has had some kind of surgery, some kind yeah, of I, pretty decent surgery. Up quite a bit. I'm going like to say a- no.
1: I haven't. I haven't had any surgeries, and then. Um, Tomorrow my wife is going to be like you remember the brain tumor you had removed right? <laughs> yeah. That benign brain they, tumor that was pressing yeah. up against the, the hypothalamus. They factor? put
0: that rod up your nose and jiggled things around. You
1: were out for
0: 6 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah.
1: I don't remember no. I don't
0: remember having any surgeries. Um that's cra- but, I mean yeah. that's good on you but that's that's pretty crazy. That's um I don't again I like if I think around my circle of friends even if it's something like you know, uh my buddy Toby, he hasn't he hasn't had a ton of surgeries, but I, he had like major reconstructive knee surgery. Like that's pretty substantial. It requires months of physical therapy to sort of get yep. back from it. That's a big that's a big medical incident in his life. And you had some chocolate wiped off your nose and that's it.
1: I did licked off. Oh licked, but, off. Uh, licked off. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's I haven't. And I, I'm sure I have many like I have a feeling that they they all build up. Like, if you don't do them over time, there's yeah. going to be a day. Yeah. And you're like, hey, <laughs> yeah. since you're in here, let's get some new knees installed. The reckoning. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I went uh, a long time without, and then I had two within a uh, year and a half of each other. Yes. Yeah. And that was
0: good. Yeah. And this is, I mean, enough time has passed. I can, I can talk about this now and, and things are, I don't need any sympathy or anything, but my dad passed away at the start of this year. And one of the things that my dad had done was he had just... He had spent years with bad knees, like hobbling around. He would get up. It would take him forever to stand up all the way. The poor guy finally goes and gets his knee operated on, is telling me how amazing it is, how good it feels, how there's no pain in it, and he dies a month and a half later. And, and he even said through his, you know, ventilator and all that kind of stuff because he was joking right up until the end, he said make sure we get a refund for this knee like the, that, was, that, was, that was one of the oh, things i'm like, so glad he made yeah. that joke so it didn't happen. Yeah, exactly uh. so there was um and uh, so this is gonna get a little macabre for a minute but i'm gonna say this so you guys this is what's crazy that people don't think about when somebody passes away my dad now had a titanium knee right he got his knees replaced when someone is cremated, guess what? Titanium does not turn to ash. Titanium stays titanium. So then there was this whole thing about his his widow trying to get the knee back, mm-hmm. wanting the knee because there was some concern I think that uh, you know these types of things because there it's medical grade titanium can be resold or redistributed. I want an
1: OEM titanium knee. So um, yeah refurbished right factory so so,
0: so it actually became this thing again that you would never think about you would never think for a minute not i I don't want to make it sound like they were engaged in some legal long drawn battle but you would never think that that would even enter into the equation until you're you have to deal with it and then you're like oh yeah what are we who gets the knee which is a weird (laughs) it's a weird thing to ask anyway Uh, so I'm going to roll on now that I made you both wildly uncomfortable. Hey, Steve, what'd you do last week?
1: Uh, last week, I know um, what you
0: didn't do and that's get surgery.
1: I did not have any surgery. Uh, that's this week,
0: Um, Right.
1: (laughs) probably tomorrow. Um, so we, we had a vacation, right? We were going to go camping and that was kind of a bust. So we, decided we were going to stay at home and work on like whatever project Zach wanted in the backyard. We, we've been working on this treehouse for a couple of years and just, you know, piddling around with it. We were going to make it really awesome. And then we started to engineer it a little bit and realized that, uh that's going to be, a that's a lot of, that's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> so um, we decided instead,
0: hang on, let me interrupt just for a second. So yeah. When you say treehouse, are we talking like one of those like ornate like master treehouses that have the like little kitchen? Like on the TV show, maybe not to that level, but you know what I'm saying. We're not talking like two sheets of plywood leaned against a tree branch somewhere with a couple of 2 by 4s nailed in. You guys probably were trying to, you and I haven't talked about this, but it, I assume you were going to do a more ornate finished well, treehouse.
1: A, a better one that was stable and safe um, with, you know it's not, it's going to be you construction principles on it as opposed to, um, you know, what a kid will think is safe. <laughs>
0: Steve um, and I spent right. like two weeks once drawing up diagrams of the tree house. We were going to build. We went mm-hmm. out to a tree. We literally nailed one piece of plywood to the tree and we gave up cause the rest was too hard. It was hard. It yeah.
1: Was um, but, uh, we, we actually, um, constructed an entire wall. Um, we had the platform was up there. You could go up and stand on the platform. It was all, you know, a good floor and everything like that, but it was really going to be load bearing. We had to do a bunch of stuff to it. So we ended up deciding, you know, we're not going to use it the way we would like to use it. Um, what if we used this lumber and created more of, you know, a different structure. So we're using a bunch of that lumber to finish the tool shed that we bought in November. Um, and turn it into like a sound studio. So um, Zach can go in, he can play his guitar a lot louder. Um, He can set up his drum set and play that um, and stuff like that, all of, all those types of things. Trombone. Um, Trombone. Yeah, he can play his trombone. But, um, and I'm going to have to ask him on Monday nights if I can go in and and do my Record a podcast, yeah. So that means we have to work on like soundproofing, and we have to, you know, run power to it and everything like that. But more importantly, we have to take all the crap out of the shed that we put in the shed when we bought the shed in November, and move it back to where um, to where it was, which was in the garage. And now it, all of our problems are back to square one oh, that's well, so, great. so we're trying to figure out where that stuff is so i've i been you know trips to the, I can, to the i wall, can save you a little bit
0: of heartache a little bit of headache throughout this a little bit of hassle and say if you guys decide to put a learning thermostat in the shed i can do that for you
1: i would i would appreciate that and you'll probably give me the friends and family rate <laughs> for installing right. it now nope, that would be nope, no no
0: R one, R
2: two, and Y. We're,
1: we're not doing it, but there is like I've hung sheetrock before. I can do that, but we're doing it with some soundproofing stuff. So you have to lay it against this special conduit. So we're doing that, and um, right now I'm running the wire through the walls and stuff. But it's uh, it's hot and unpleasant. Um, but that's really that that really took up a lot of our time the last few days and yesterday it was 96 so like we spent some time on it and then we just came inside and
0: gave up yeah it was warm yesterday uh by the way oh go ahead go ahead
1: go ahead oh I, i did want to say the one other thing that that i did was one of my um one of my favorite authors right now that i've been listening to has a couple of things that he's introduced into this book series that he likes this quirky thing from maine where he makes fluffernutter sandwiches out of marshmallow fluff and peanut butter and makes sandwiches. So I sent away and got some marshmallow fluff, not the marshmallow cream that you buy, but like, like fluffy. Right. um,
0: Right. Right.
1: So, and you know, we got a little jar of that, made a couple of those sandwiches. They were all right. You know, they didn't change my world at all. It was just fun. Um, but this author also talks about um, fondly what?
2: What? <laughs> no, I'm just like, what I love is that your expectations were really kind of high for this. You were like,
1: eh, okay, it was
2: it, kind it, of fun, but it you was, know.
1: It was, my expectations were higher. Um, you know, I've had is...
2: some great sandwiches in my life, uh, <laughs> Cubans and some po'boys in New Orleans. Not but no, the, but the other world. thing yeah, outside Fluff Fluff of
0: Fluffernutter that this author really loves is butt plugs. And so we thought, well, if the Fluffernutter <laughs> didn't fly, then this, that's why I was laughing, because I thought the next thing was going to be something outlandish, Steve. So I,
1: I really love this author. I want to get the author on the show, honestly, because his books are just, they've been absolutely hysterical one of the main character's favorite um, things is um, uh, brown bread and uh, mm. particularly brown bread in a can. And so I ordered some of that. And so we got this brown bread in a can. Hang on,
0: BM brown yeah. bread original. It looks like, especially on the feed, it looks like a can of beans, like a can of refried beans.
1: They're, this company is known for their um, baked beans,
2: right?
0: B right, B&M, so Baked
1: B They do that. Yeah. This this could be. that has
2: got a like a brown lump on the and with the letters BM on it. Probably <laughs> is, doesn't sound that <laughs> advertising to me, <laughs> frankly.
1: Yeah, right, right. Um, so I sent away, they sent me two cans, and you can see these are fairly hefty cans. I mean, yeah. I have stumpy little fingers, but the, I mean this, these are decent cans. Um, and it's um it's ready to serve. Um I also it's saw it's, right it's
0: it's ninety nine percent fat free.
1: It is. It's ninety nine percent fat free. Now this one is Thank just the goodness. original plain brown bread, but um, the one that we tried had raisins in it. So I'm like, I'm going all out. Let's give it a shot. So, <clears throat> so we open the can and we slice it up, and they say, you know, throw some butter on there, throw some cream cheese on there, whatever. And um, it's it is a loaf of bread in a can. So this can, it's a loaf of bread shaped
0: can. How, you, how, you, but how does, how does it come? I mean, it, it, does it, does it sort of slide out or does it do that? Like,
1: <laughs> there's no, there's no, um, there's, I thought that there would be like molasses or some shit right. in there to whatever. Does it just sort no, of
0: gently it, fall out?
1: It did. It, you gotta shake it a little bit. Um, and it, it comes right out and it's, it's moist. <laughs> But it's not wet, you know what I mean? It's like a it's a it's a dense can of can of bread, man. And so we slice this sucker up and uh, throw you know throw a little cream cheese spread on it. And son of a gun, if it's not awesome,
0: <laughs> no, I totally love okay. It. Let's be clear though, what appeals to me about it is that you've got this can shaped loaf of bread that you can now slice into effectively discs you get yeah. like perfectly round little bread discs that's that's kind of cool because you can put little like pepperoni little bit of cream cheese like you said whatever you want to put on it it's it the novelty of it seems like it would be as long as the bread's not gross it seems like it's pretty cool
1: and it's a sweeter bread right it's a like a molasses type bread um and you can toast it like you you do like little half uh, half inch thick um discs you drop it in the toaster and it'll toast it um but it's a sweeter bread, but it still tastes like bread. Um, we have no, it, I definitely, you got it, you. You really have to send away for some bread because you can't buy it. At, I don't know where you can buy it locally. We have no
0: subscribers I, left. We have no yeah. listeners left. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway. Right. Um, I, I bought it and I am totally a convert. Um, I may have purchased a
2: case of it. All right. Well, I'll give give it a try i guess <laughs> i just yeah. picture
0: your garage just being stacked floor to ceiling with peach water and canned bread now
1: well, no, like, it, it, the the bread hasn't shown up
0: yet it, it is right like so. the shittiest prepper ever like you <laughs> <laughs> sad sad <laughs> hey,
1: prepper. yeah, yeah. Oh, man <clears throat> bread in a can man steve's I...
2: at a lonely table at yeah, a prepper convention yeah. and they're like uh, what's this it's uh it's new it's brown bread in a can
0: yeah it's, it's not new
1: i mean apparently this has been around for there's not yeah. the mike it's been around for a long long time but um
2: yeah, I, i've the, seen it i've seen it at a store uh locally hey hey saying, tracy What we're getting that's
0: anywhere because i'll go totally we're getting we're getting hungry and desperate and we got the guns you want to go raid steve's house we may have to kill him no actually i'm okay I don't. I, he's only got peach water and canned bread. I think uh, yeah, we should look uh, elsewhere. No,
2: We could uh, try someone else's yeah, house. That's a good call. That's fine. OK, that's. Uh, yeah. Well,
1: I'll tell you, um, as soon as you taste it, you'll be like, no, we're going over there. It's good. It's good <laughs> Maybe bread. we'll
0: get a uh, canned bread sponsor for the show. OK, it is
1: surprisingly good.
0: All right. So Steve didn't make a tree house and ate some bread out of a can. Tracy, what would you do last week?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked. Actually, one of the things I did last week was I was on vacation, and so I had uh, set aside the night that we would normally do the podcast. But of course, Steve couldn't, and uh, and Shark. I'm just glad that he owned it. He owned it in the show because we were we were pretty angry. But uh, no, actually, it turned out to be really cool because I grabbed the pre edit of the of the podcast and. Uh, And just took it with us in the car and then we listened to it. So while we're in the car, uh I we were listening to Steve going on about the on the on on the dishwasher, and I (laughs) it was a dishwasher, a washing machine, wasn't it?
1: Washing machine. It was a clothes washing machine.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm like, I don't know, we just had gone by Thorpe, which if you're not from Washington State, it's in the center of the state, and then I'm going toward basically this stretch of highway, which is like the surface of the moon, until I get to
0: you uh, were Spokane. about to drive right through our hometown. Yeah, right. I was. And and
2: I, in fact, I, I may have and may have left my mark there if you're catching what I'm. Uh, yeah. S- anyway. Stop so anyway, the, stop, um, sir. the uh, so we listened to the that in, in the car. So I was I, I was like, oh, God, he just keeps going on and on <laughs> about this. And so I was about ready to, to to fast forward it a little bit. And then a voice from the back said, no, no, don't do that. I, I want to hear that. So one of my kids just really was in, in, gripped by your, um, your storytelling, but anyway, so that story. Yeah. So it was, it was really, it was really uh, pretty good. And then I, I picked up some tips about the shoulder, but that's not what you guys want to hear about. So it's hang everybody. Yeah. Hang on.
0: I was going to say, hang on a second. So, First of all, where were you going? Because not everybody knows that. So where okay, were you? Okay, so
2: I went to I was went to um, yeah you know, some in laws' house in Spokane, and just Spokane is in the eastern part of the state, and then just over the border, of just a few miles, is the the state of Idaho. It's a, it's another state in the in our country. Never heard of it. Um, yeah, and so it has this like kind of narrow panhandle up at the top of it, and so if you go up where i don't know like uh white supremacists used to live in, right. in, the, in the late 80s uh you up uh, <laughs> yep, the hayden lake area so um you, there is a theme park there that in the great northwest um because of our weather we don't we are not a theme park area that's not a thing we do that's not a thing that we have we do not have big successful theme parks anywhere so if you, I mean, yeah. if you're not uh, the the closest place you're going to go probably is in the middle of California, but in the great Northwest, like all we have is Silverwood and it's no disappointment.
0: So I've never been to Silverwood. I know now after last week, I mistakenly proclaimed that it was a Peanuts themed. Yeah. And, and there was,
2: it was that started an argument in our car. Thanks a lot, by the way. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I forgot. It's a Peanuts theme and my wife says no it's it's garfield it's
0: garfield yeah and i
2: said no i think it then i remembered it was peanuts but i kind of doubled down on the on the peanuts thing so i was like no i'm pretty sure it's peanuts and then yeah. she's like no it's not we have a picture of our middle son with garfield in there and i'm like no that's that was somebody and, else's and, kids and i'm sure it's yeah, peanuts
0: let's be clear the only reason i even said that about the peanuts is i i just wanted for people who don't live in the area I wanted to show that this is a this is a legitimate like roller coaster theme park. Like this is a big proper theme park that has a big well-known worldwide brand. I thought was the Peanuts. Garfield is just as, you know, it is. You go not around big. the world, everybody's going to know who Garfield is. The point of that is it's a it's a legitimate actual real theme park. It is not. We also have a a place not far from us called Wild Waves and the Enchanted Village, which is it's every it's every theme park that you would expect when you think of like rundown, not ready for prime time theme park. It's and not... It's
2: funny because Six Flags bought it about I don't know fifteen years ago, yeah. and then they sold it back to the guy that they bought it from. They're like, "Yeah, we looked at it. No thanks." And so it was it was too rundown for Six Flags, and so yeah, that's so Silverwood, that the, Silverwood, Silver the one.
1: Dangerous. Yeah,
2: yeah, Silverwood. I would compare it's it the real to deal. like. Uh, I would compare it to Knott's Berry Farm in its heyday. So, if you've been to Knott's Berry Farm now, it's kind of low rent um, and uh, not very well taken care of. But it's it's nice. It's corny. Um, it is uh, very family friendly, and it has uh, great big wooden roller roller coasters, a, a great kiddie land. So, I have a four year old, and uh, this was his first time spending time on rides. And so I got the chance to actually kind of go with him. And there's there's rides that are really fantastic that you and one other kid would go on. Now, before I get to your questions about how they're handling the most important things, I'm walking with my four-year-old to Kittyland And like I said, they have some rides that I think are even just a little intense uh, for, for little kids. And when adults ride with them, they're, they're really good. You don't feel gypped by them at all. So we're going, and I'm explaining them to him and I don't know how he's going to react. He's pretty gung ho about everything, but you know, he might be a little scared of these rides. So I'm just talking it up, talking it up. So we go up there to the helicopter ride, which is really one of the, the lamest of the kiddie rides. You see the helicopter ride is basically it's helicopters that can go up and down Right. when you and weird, you know, because, uh, uh, What I've been around, you know, carnivals and stuff, that's for a story for a different time, but my whole life, but it's really weird, like you open up the little door part, push it away from you, and it makes it go up. But it's really weird because that door part's the part like that's kind of keeping you in. So to go up, (laughs) you like, make yourself like less safe. I didn't understand. So I'm explaining (laughs) to him. He's like, oh, he's pointing at him. I'm like, oh, this is great. And we get there and this is what actually happens. We hear this, you know, you know, when you're like a group of people go, "Ah!" you know, that sound that they make when they're astonished because a kid falls out of the helicopter right there. Oh, Right on the concrete. And so I'm, everybody's like, oh, he fell. And so people are running there and a guy stops the ride and he's pulling up. And I've seen, I've seen my share, fair share of carnival accidents before. And so I knew this really wasn't that bad. It's scary. There's no doubt, but it, it, it wasn't bad. So I was like, oh no. First thing I'm thinking is I hope that kid's okay. Second thing is I hope this doesn't scare my son. Right and so i said
0: Did can, you see can we happened? have his helicopter please we'll take his uh that one's open so, now
2: um so uh my my four-year-old looks at me and says that stupid kid fell out of the rock <laughs> 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 and i was i just picked him up and hugged him and i said i just love you so much <laughs> and uh and i was like you're right he was stupid and so what do they, the, uh, what the, did
0: they do there? Do they stop that ride for the day or was it? Backup? Yeah, they did. They stopped the ride for the day because they're,
2: they're going to um, uh, just kind of look at the whole situation. The operator who's operating it takes it off. There's a report that has to be done. There's a lot of regulations around the rides uh, these days. And so it needs to have an inspection to make sure there's something there's going to be reports filed and things like that. So the that's all detected. just yeah. what's that?
1: the theme park detectives are, are exactly
2: are it in in, in in to be honest with you it's a little bit of the truth but what happened is the kid was just scared uh he somehow managed to get his belt off and he was trying to get off of it now like i said the design of the helicopter ride is to get out you have to push that thing away from you which made it go up right and so i don't know and the helicopter ride's been like that for 40 years right so he's not well the first and let's to fall, let's no, be I clear saying. i
0: mean they shut it down for the day to make all the parents who were there feel better that they were looking into it and really probably did nothing other than write the report down that a kid tried to get out and got his belt off and fell out. Started it up the next day and it's right back to where it was. Yeah, they're,
2: they're going to get a, I mean, a statement to make sure the operator put the you know the whatever was. There is like a belt thing. and Did he put the belt on? I mean, basically, it's all going to be about their liability. But anyway, that's – I mean, not that that's any big deal. So all he talked about was like wanting to go on the helicopter after that because it was – he couldn't. But we went on many, many, many many other things. So it's really cool. One of the things that that happens when you get there is that they are letting you know well in advance from the parking lot on, and there was some speculation, like how does – silverwood a you know a an, an amusement park where even in the best of times you can get measles at a you know sure. california sure. you know amusement park so um they were they said that they were um th- there were no cases of covid reported there but they were handing out tuberculosis for free oh good it. tuberculosis yeah. and so pops. it is northern idaho so it was kind of fun and uh no but they kind of let you know exactly what was going on they're like hey this is what this is what is being encouraged. This is what's normal, and so what normal, thankfully, was a lot of people basically in masks all the time, right. and, uh, and very few that weren't. And so, when you're away and eating, and people are are physical distanced uh, and outside, that was fine. And everybody's been doing this for a while, right? So we've been in Idaho, and more people are kind of converging on this from northern Utah, rest of Idaho, and Montana and Washington people are just kind of conditioned to like, Hey, if we're going to have this open, this is the way it's going to be. And so, um, there was a lot uh I don't know if it was hand sanitizer or cheap gin. I'm not sure, but there was a lot of that available. I and drank it use, either way. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, it didn't taste very good, but I've never been, I've never been a gin drinker myself, so hang on, but it I, didn't I, stop me from trying.
0: I want to double click on something. So was the parks policy that masks were required or were they just strongly encouraged? Because you said some people were wearing masks, some weren't. Was well, it... and
2: yeah, and there wasn't there wasn't everybody who wasn't wearing a mask. There was a clear reason why. And so, I mean, obviously, when you're going to put uh, now, one of the things that was important is we had to put reservations in on this so mm-hmm. that they knew mm-hmm. how many people were in the park at a specific time. So they were running at uh, one quarter of their capacity. So it wasn't full. So there was a lot of like wiggle room to get through. So when people That's weren't when people weren't wearing masks is it was because they were with their party. they were away, they were shooting sure. they were doing something. No, I with totally their mouth. get it. I you know, was just curious
0: if the park had things, a policy yeah. of
2: yeah, and I, there was no there was no mask or else kind okay. of policy. It was very much like this is how we're doing it. And so, um, the policy, I mean, all the way from the ticketing to the information, to all the messaging, to all the signage, walking up to the park, to everything in indicated that, um, so there was a clear, there was a really kind of a clear indication of like how we were all going to enjoy our day at the amusement park. And everybody was like, kind of in on it. And so I didn't have any real concerns uh, about it the whole time I was there. I didn't, I feel like it was handled uh, surprisingly responsibly. And I think, uh, one another thing it really shows is that while the bluster about not wearing a mask by some people is there, and, and I think rightfully, sometimes it is like sending your kids to their room and they're like, you know, you're going to change your attitude, go to your room. And they're like, now. And then they go to the room. Right. right. So they, it, you can do two things at the same time. You can not like, being told to do something. And you can also think you're not, it's not legitimate. And then you might, at a personal level, still say, I'm going to do this. Right. You can do th- two things at the same time. You're not hypocritical. And I think I don't really care. In Northern Idaho, and it didn't matter whether it was at Silverwood or in just the towns we were in, this is like the normal code of conduct. And I found that to be true. In uh, Eastern Washington and Spokane, greater Spokane too. So mm-hmm. at least where I was, that was, and I and I, um, I happily do uh, whatever they want so that I can ride rides and so, have a
0: good time. So how warm was it?
2: It wasn't that warm, actually. The um, We got into a day where there was kind of a high cloud cover and it was warm, but it wasn't just like blistering and it didn't burn off until later of the day. So we weren't facing like really like scorching weather like you can there for sure. And so it was really good. We kind of split up a little bit. I mean, we're a family of five. Our age range uh, ranges from me to four years old. So there's a lot um, that we um, can do. So the kids were able to split up. They're both tall enough to ride just about everything. Uh, my wife can join them. I actually spent most of my time with my four year old because it was kind of his introduction to it. Mm-hmm and i mean we kind of run ran out of time it's that big a park it's that great a park just one um, day were you just there one day just there one day because really dave it's a great park but what park is great enough to spend a, more than a day with my family
0: <laughs> right
2: I, I, yeah. I don't know
0: I, I don't know about your family like i and i know that there i know it's on a different level and i know i i'm also a an idiot but i could spend yeah. i could literally spend 10 days in a row in disneyland and i don't think i would be tired of being in disneyland and it's the only it's the only place i have found on earth that i can say that where i'm around a large group of people and i don't hate every single second of it so i was just curious um yeah i didn't know if like you guys that
2: in new orleans pretty much And uh, is that for you being?
0: Oh, I thought you were being serious.
2: No, I'm serious. No, there's a there's a after after 10 o'clock, New Orleans becomes something else. And so it's a lot less safe. But uh, yeah, I mean, for uh, it's one of those things that uh, our family tries to do. And so this was I was I'm really thankful it was open and I'm glad that we were able to do it. Um, I would I could spend. With somebody like, and I've done this before. When traveling for work, I've hit six different Six Flags, like the or Mid America or anything like that. I've hit them, and I'll go for a day and a half, and I will just go until my body simply feels like it's gotten hit by a Buick. But uh, and no, Buick is not a sponsor of the show. Um, But uh, the, uh, uh, but with with my family, it's just they they need to eat. Uh, they, you know, they have emotional concerns, yeah. uh, th- and that I'm somehow responsible for them and it's just fatiguing for me. And then i just reach a point, but if I'd gone with either one of you guys, yeah, I'd hit it for two or three days. Got it. And I would drink up all the hand sanitizer. That they had.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I liken it to, and I've never been to either of them, so I don't know why I make this comparison, but from everything that I've seen Silverwood reminds me of Hershey Park in Pennsylvania, like that sort of upper mid-sized theme park, very well maintained, um, and but can only be open for a small portion of the year because of weather. Yeah. Like it, 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 it See? seems very similar to me.
2: That's actually, like, there's there's some mid-sized parks in Ohio and in Pennsylvania. Hershey Park's a good example that are really right in that area. And so, and it's also, there's a specific kind of tone to the park, too. It's not, it is not a, it's not a theme park so much as it is a thrill park that has a theme. Right, And so, right. the whole idea is that it's just a well-kept, it has a nice little train that goes around it, and it's corny enough that like everybody there young and old is having a really fantastic time. And I like, I mean, there's like you said, there is something about just and it really lifted my spirits to be in a place where everybody was just like, damn it. We're going to have a good time. And, uh, (laughs) and I just kept yelling at my kids that you are going to have fun.
0: Yeah. Or I will (laughs) shove you out of a helicopter. Yes, absolutely.
2: (laughs) No, so, um, uh,
1: two questions, um, was Garfield wearing a mask?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. So this is the thing we didn't see Garfield. And this is one of those things that like, uh, because everybody wants to be with Garfield and there's no, what's the point of having Garfield if you can't go near him? And yeah. So, yeah. like, he's uh, he was out with Odie doing something.
0: Yeah, Nermal yeah. was the only one wandering through the park because nobody gives, yeah, a shit. nobody
2: wants to be with Nermal yeah. Yeah. really ever. It's like, um, I'm trying to think, it's it's like Scrappy Doo, yeah, really, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, it's just, there's just no market for that.
0: I hate that dog. Oh, so, so Steve, you said you had two <laughs> questions. Yeah, the
2: second question, caller who's still there.
0: Yeah, I forgot that second
1: one. It's, it can't be that. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a an- It was probably none of my business. Um, I so I know what you. I've never been to Silverwood. I've I've been to other uh, parks like you mentioned. One of which was had one of my f- most favorite little attractions, um, Elytis Gardens in um, Colorado. There's old Elytis, and then there's now there's a new one. Um, which has, like, really great um, uh, roller coasters and stuff like that. But the old one had, like, a couple of big old-timey roller coasters, but it had this big, like, uh, uh, human-made lagoon, I guess. And inside the lagoon, there was a little, like, destroyer boat that you could get into, okay? Okay. So one person could get into the boat and it's, and you get inside and you actually like you pilot this boat around this lagoon and somebody else is behind you in a turret. Okay. And, and that turret fires gas, um, gas powered um, almost tennis ball size um, like hard rubber balls. Uh And the rest of the, uh, around the lagoon is, like, cyclone fence um cage, right? <laughs> and each one of... And around that fence, there are turrets that you can put in 50 cents and you get all these, you know, all this ammunition and you shoot at the... um You shoot at the destroyer that's swimming around out there. So you can, in the destroyer, shoot at the people that are out there and if you hit the target above them, it sprays them with water. Oh, but if awesome. they hit... They hit bombs as you, as you go underneath them and they, it, it'll just soak you, um, with water. And that was hilarious. We had such a good time on that thing. We, we probably spent three hours doing that and it was, it was, I <laughs> just I, making I, other people's lives
2: miserable. Yeah.
1: I tried to do it again. This, that was when I was in high school. So, um, It was just a group of students that went there and we, and we did that. And it was, it was incredible. So then I got a chance to go back a few years ago when we played, um, with the band in, in Colorado and we went to Elidious Gardens and I'm like, oh, you're going to love this thing. And it's not there anymore.
0: Oh,
1: know, I know.
0: I know. You you reminded me and we're not going to, we won't. We won't tell theme park stories all night i promise so stick with us but we were uh we got on uh the grizzly rapids at disneyland it was my family and i and the grizzly rapids if you haven't been on it they're giant rotating inner tubey things but they have chairs on them like it's a big giant inflatable thing that floats on the water so as you're going down the rapids it rotates and it's one of those things where you hold the wheel in the middle and it sends you around as you go down so you never know if you're gonna be the one to go under the waterfall or not. And these waterfalls, even in the warm California sun, are they're cold. They're it's it's cold water. And so as you're it is just like a roller coaster where they put you on the chain thing and you're going up to the top until they can release you. And they have these little pipes that go overhead. And I don't know if it's intentional or not, but some of these pipes have little pinhole-sized leaks in them, and they're spraying water out. And so we were on this ride with these two girls who were not from the States, obviously. They had already talked to us. We'd already, you know, made friends and we were having a good time. they were asking about our kids and stuff. And we're up this thing. And this little tiny pinhole size, this girl is acting like if if that touches her, it's acid. It is boric acid. Like she is trying to move out of the way and she's contorting her body while she's belted in to the point where we thought same thing. She was going to unbuckle because she was so terrified of getting wet and so after she went under it my daughter said are you afraid of water and she said oh oh, i don't i definitely don't want to get wet i you know i've done my makeup there I, i do not want to get wet and this is not going to end well. This was right around the time that the ride just releases. Like, So we didn't even have a chance to say, well, you're going to get drenched or you might <laughs> get drenched or anything like that. <laughs> and so by the end of it, they both looked like the girl from The Ring, like just straight black hair, makeup that had run down their face. Like They looked like two, two girls out of a horror film. And the one was laughing hysterically and the other one was choking back tears, trying not to cry in front of this family that was also trying not to laugh hysterically at her and her friends. So it is, it is one of those things of like, how about you check into the ride before you get in the line and get on the yeah. ride. So
2: did you tell her now you look ugly?
0: Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, that's, I let my son throw those zingers out. He's that's, he, he cuts like a knife. You just, okay. You
2: just
1: keep getting over So time.
0: I will say I'm glad. And, and I, I would say this, if Steve was out as well, I'm glad to have the full crew back because Even though Steve and I are lifelong friends and we can talk each other's ears off, there is a dynamic here that I truly appreciate with the show. And if somebody's out, it always it's it's just a weird square peg in a round hole kind of thing that we try to do to fill the time. And so I listened to last week's show. I just didn't feel like it had the energy that we normally have. And I think that's just because this dynamic works really well. So uh, as of next week, I don't want Steve on the show anymore.
2: Well, thanks. That's a fair point.
1: I thought it was great.
2: So yeah. yeah, no, I love the I love the show and, uh, and that whole boy, washing is, machine segment. Wow. Yeah, my my son is like really into the washing machine <laughs>
0: thing. So he wants um, a follow up on says, the washing so, machine. Yeah, I,
1: I I can do a toe I like let's go after the break. I'll give you a whole follow up on the washing yeah, machine. Oh, no, let's not do that.
0: Let's uh. uh <laughs> okay. fine. Speaking of break, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back on the Dave and Steve show. Do you ever find yourself getting a whiff of something unpleasant? That pungent odor that emanates from you? Well, friends, no longer do you have to suffer from mud butt. <laughs>
2: The Bidet 3000, with its sophisticated wand and patented pistol grip joystick, the new Bidet 3000 stands alone as the most high-tech anal-cleansing device on the market. No more swamp ass! With the Bidet 3000, you're able to really get in there. Clean those cracks and crevices as only the Bidet 3000 can. No more skid marks! Stop wasting money on toilet paper, and old-fashioned bidets only work to make a mess. It's time to step up to the
0: future of clean. Adios, stinky fingers! The Bidet 3000, the high-pressure leader in clean.
2: The Bidet 3000 may cause rectal bleeding and in some instances shaming. Please use caution when operating the Bidet 3000. This product is
0: not safe for those herpes. So back on the Dave and Steve show, one of the things that I noticed in the last segment, because we all have our cameras up here. We we can all see each other. And uh, I have like, uh, so I'll say this. I'm in this weird transitional phase with my hair right now. I have uh, my entire life. I had short, short hair and even in high school when mullets were the rage i wanted to grow a mullet desperately we talked about this i'm growing what i now refer to as the the evil cooter uh when i tried to grow a mullet in school the the back would curl and it i got this weird ducktail and i hated it so i used being home and not being able to go for a haircut for a while as my excuse of this time I'm really going to let it go. I'm going to let it grow possibly for well who knows how long. A year, I don't know. I'm going to I'm just going to let it grow. It's the one and only time in my life I have ever done this. I'm going to let it grow out. What I am finding is that first of all, I have a lot of gray hair. Even at my age, I'm not that old of a guy. I got a lot of gray hair and I don't I it's just one of those things. The gray hair is much more coarse, much coarser. Right than the normal hair. So what is happening is I get this weird, like Bozo the Clown, these tufts that start to come out from under a hat. If I try to wear, I'll show you guys right now. I think I told you this, but if I, like my hair, I get this Dwight Schrute perfect part right down the middle. It's this, oh, let me put my, it's it's this cowlick that I I can't do anything with. And no matter how much gel I put in my hair, I get that cowlick down the middle. So I am in this phase now where I just wear a hat all the time. And then part of me is like, well why am I growing my hair out? Why am I even trying this if I'm just going to have a hat on all the time? So I have but, no idea, but, but the
2: hat the hat has always been used for that awkward mid-stage mm-hmm. of growing your hair out. You need to remember that. I think you're forgetting the importance of the hat.
0: I'm going to I'm going to continue to power through. I'm going to see yeah. what happens. But right now it is not it is a failed experiment up to this point.
2: I think you need to stick with it. It's one of those things where it's ridiculous until it's not.
0: right. Steve's taking his hat off right now. He is showing us his hair. Uh,
1: so I am in a similar situation. I'm going to see the person that cuts my hair tomorrow because when I put a hat on, i'll I'll show you what
0: i'm what I'm talking about. so he's he's taking the headphones off. he's he's doing a a mild comb over he's putting the hat back on I have
1: the, the, the feathered over the ear right look. Yeah. I, right i look like a bad news bear right is what i look like <laughs> right
0: like that's what yeah. I. Yeah. i
1: look like like a like a fake news bear
0: well and like. so i get that same thing and so i'm constantly i'm constantly using my like my middle finger to like push the hair back behind my i look like I look like the shy school girl in the library talking to the 12 year old boy for the first time and like putting her hair. <laughs> you, need
2: to, you need to stop washing it. That's because that's what Cooter did.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. His was, was really
0: greasy. His was, yeah. W-W-C-D. What
1: would Cooter <laughs> do? yeah. If we had, so if we some- had an official
0: shop, we would absolutely make those shirts.
1: Make up some, some jelly wristbands. Um, okay. So that's, it's funny because today I, I walked out of, um, I had a shower. I felt revived and fantastic. I walked out and my wife looked at my hair like, mm. yeah, just yeah like yeah. Just so much disdain yeah. for it. And she, she's like, let me, and, and she's like, okay, you're getting, a, you're getting a cut tomorrow. Just okay. Yeah. I tomorrow. feel like
0: my hair is like, I've it. It feels like, to me, it feels like an 80s douchebag like the jerk from the movies. I feel like I'm literally just trying to cultivate that hair somehow without even really meaning to.
2: Yeah, you're like one of those truck driving or pickup truck driving distrustful townies that was given Kevin Bacon a hard time about wanting to dance, (laughs) that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love being able to use those analogies now. I'll be able, I have so many new analogies that are just living in my life now, thanks to that movie.
1: (laughs) Every, every, every parable everything is going to be a callback to footloose now and oh, i think that's fantastic because you're going to do it in a way that is not pedestrian that is not we're, it's not going to be like everybody else we're going
0: to talk about this offline but i i just hatched this plan of us doing I, tracy i know this is your jam so we'll talk about this offline if you don't want us impeding on your on your space you let us know But I like the idea of a Tracy watches, but the three of us watch the film together with Tracy and we 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 live stream the whole thing so that we can basically do the thing of, we're starting the movie in three, two, one, and everybody can watch along with us. And we do the watch along of one of these movies that Tracy hasn't seen so that we can experience with it. But if you wanna save this for watching with your family, I totally get it. uh,
2: No, 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 that that would be great. I'd like that. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, setting
0: that up. Okay, we'll get the logistics down. And now I Mm -hmm. wanna ask Tracy, Dealers Choice. Oh, go ahead, Steve.
1: I'm gonna say, if we're gonna do that, we need to come up with a few uh, movie candidates, and then I think we should let um, anybody that's listening (laughs) To the show, we need to put up like a survey on the Facebook site or whatever. Yeah, have, I really want have...
2: other people's input. And uh, so, <laughs> you um, are the guy I...
1: that values other yes, people's. I, input. I very
2: much value other people's input. <laughs> yeah. So, the more yeah, right? you want me to see it, the yeah. more you are endeared by the nostalgia of the movie, the more fun I'm going to have with it. So, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Dealer's Choice, Tracy, since you're back in the saddle tonight, do you want to do your minute first, or do you want to do headlines? We can either close out with your minute, or we can close out with headlines. You you make Let's the do call. The minute. Okay, so we're gonna do the minute. Tracy's back. We didn't have a minute last week because he was gone. Let's find out what he has this week.
2: Have you ever been betrayed by someone you once considered to be close? Betrayal is a disheartening experience that can cause emotional trauma, sometimes for years. In the last episode of the Dave and Steve Show, it took all but 40 minutes for the host of the show to travel from describing me as the glue that holds the show together to being fired. This isn't the first time they've tried to fire me, as I've outlined in my book From On the Air to Off the Grid, which is available on Amazon. The only thing I can say now is the same thing I told them then. Dave and Steve can stick a wild f- banana job up their collective ass and ram it up so hard that a team of won't be able to get them out again. This is Tracy's It's Great to Be Back from Vacation minute. You sound
0: so refreshed, so relaxed. It's the, so, so.
1: the best minute yet. Oh, God. Ah.
0: All right, uh, so we're at 55 minutes. This is what happens when we get the band back together. So let's, uh, let's do headlines and get the hell out of here. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines.
2: our first story today a washington state library's mystery section was found to contain a real life mystery when removing a corner panel revealed a stash of beer and chewing gum from the 1980s
1: <laughs> Okay, was that a corner or a cornhole um
2: <laughs> cornhole panel cornhole panel <laughs> when removing a corner panel it a revealed a stash of shot. beer and chewing gum from the 1980s. What, well, was uh, the
1: chewing gum... Okay, it was a stash of chewing gum, but was it chewed chewing gum or was it like was it chewing gum that somebody had there that
2: they never got to use. Excellent question. The Walla Walla Public Library said employees had b- b- been performing renovations at the facility during the shutdown and they recently removed a corner panel from the shelf housing the mystery book section and found a disintegrated paper bag containing five unopened cans of Ham's beer and an open back open pack of Godzilla Godzilla head gum. Do you remember I that Godzilla did. head. I do not count? remember no.
0: Godzilla. I remember Zebra Stripe, but I do not remember Godzilla Head. Yeah, yeah. I figured
2: that was uh that was bubblegum, I think Godzilla Head.
1: Five cans of Hams beer. So okay, first of all, we're assuming that all the cans are the same size. So what if what if it was like three regular, <laughs> yeah, regular yeah, cans yeah. and a couple of tunnel boys? Yeah. Or something like that. Like um, but then it's like, why five? They didn't, did they used to sell five? Was that a thing? Well, they no, no,
2: no. That's the mystery of it. And that's why it's fitting that it's in the mystery section.
1: Number six. Did they, was that the, uh, was that the, the beer tax that the adult that bought it for the teenager uh, charged? Uh, for, yeah. for getting the beer. For the
0: kid. So I had I had a friend who worked at DreamWorks Animation. He's no longer there. He's actually he's been an animator for years, but now he's at Pixar. But when he was at DreamWorks, I I got the chance to actually go visit him at DreamWorks. It's frankly not that striking of a campus. It's literally kind of just an office building with a nice kitchen and and, but I mean it was cool to be there. Yeah, but I don't,
1: one, I don't think that either Tracy or I asked. But okay,
0: one. I'll show you where I'm going with this. Shut the hell up. So one of the things that one of the when I was there, he said, do you want to see the hidden room? And he said it as though I should know what this is. And I said, sure, I'll whatever that is. Let's go see the hidden room. So it, it is literally a small uh, door on the floor. This little great thing that you have to take off and you climb through what is effectively what I found out later was an old ventilation duct that never got used. And you go back into this room where there is this ornate bar back there, brass bar with, you know, the handles, all of it, it. looks like it's straight out of like the, you know, the roaring 20s. It's like, it's it's amazing. And so he was telling me the story behind this. And I, I may get this partially wrong, but you can look it up. It, this is now well known. So there was a guy working late nights at DreamWorks. He was animating on some of their first films. And this guy one night, he would see this little ventilation thing next to him near his desk but it never blew air and nothing ever came out of it and it it didn't seem to be anything so one night he was working late nights because it's just like video games you work crunch you work crazy hours right so he just decided you know what i'm going to take it off and look in there and see where this thing goes and what he found was that it led into this this room now when i say room i mean it was a It was a relatively large room. I would say the the ceiling was maybe seven feet at most. It was relatively short, but you could stand up in there. But he looked through there and saw this room and it turned out what had happened was it was part of a proposed expansion of the building at one point and it never happened and they walled it off and they wound up with this weird little leftover room. So he meticulously, over the course of months, if not years, (laughs) carried in in a backpack. He would carry in the pieces to build this bar without anybody knowing. And eventually people started to catch on. And eventually he started to let other people in to help him. And it became this thing. And they built this working bar inside of this room, this hidden room. So they would refer to it as H.R., because they would say like, hey, I need to go to HR or hey, we need to pay a visit to HR or whatever so that nobody knew what it was their code and HR stood for hidden room. And so yeah. they built this bar in there and it was the most amazing thing to see this and hear this story of how this thing. And I've heard that since then, somebody found out about it. They brought it all up to code. It's still there, but they had to make sure that they, you know, it had proper wiring and the, the sprinkler system and all that kind of stuff worked in there. But they were going to take it out. The employees had this big uprising and said, no, like, no, we want to keep it. And so they actually got them to to bring it all up to code. But it was this, it's the coolest thing in there. And I've always heard about the Pixar room. Pixar has some little room you can climb into. And it's like a, I don't know, a floor to ceiling sofa. And there's all these little lights in there and things, but it's nothing like this because this was a homegrown, awesome thing.
2: Well, and, th- and that is really cool, too, but it it that is not really even as cool as uh, five cans <laughs> of beer from the 1980s yeah. um, in Walla Walla, so in a mystery <laughs> section. Anyway, thanks for crapping on my story. Hey! So the uh, head librarian stated that there was no idea how this happened, but is openly afraid that they will find Richard Simmons when they begin dismantling the health <laughs> and fitness
0: section.
1: I, be- I bet the head librarian found six cans of hams
0: beer. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Drank Driver's one, license. realized it was what? skunky and turned in the rest.
1: <laughs> I found 5 cans of beer in here.
2: How, how old does hams have to get before it's
0: like, "Nah, I'm yeah. not going to well, do." Yeah. Well, that's it. what I was going to ask. Do they is hams still around? I remember yeah. ha, hams was had one of those advertising campaigns like Joe Camel where I remember yeah. there was that bear. And it yep, very Adams, obviously was meant to appeal to children. Like, look how fun this beer is! You should do. Yeah. You should, as soon yeah, as you're a, of age, you should drink this. It's a starter beer. Yeah, 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 it, re- yeah.
2: it really yeah. is. It's my first beer, that's yeah. for sure. And I love their children's books too, definitely.
0: There, do you guys remember the Disney bear that Donald Duck was always feuding with? He had the big black nose, and he donald would like try to go fishing and he would and they would get in those scraps i forget the name of that bear he has it he has it steve do you remember it
1: i don't remember the name. okay
0: that bear some somewhere in my head has become the hams bear in my brain when i see the hams commercials that's the bear that's in those commercials and i highly doubt
2: that kind of long face he had that same kind of face and build yeah so that yeah i think hams was leveraging that definitely
1: yeah i see when i see the hams bear i, I think of it like the bear is black and white right mm-hmm. the bear is black and I'm white. looking it up and, yeah had, and for some reason now because my 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 memory isn't quite clear um the hams bear's head is Pepula Pew. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know also, you know what
0: yeah also related yeah. so. you steve you're you're spot on because i'm looking at pictures of it now the hams bear it could be swapped out for peppy lepew 100 percent that's just
1: like overweight peppy yes yeah like honey honey i blew up peppy lepew
0: yeah no yeah, doubt uh,
2: hams bear was bigger in the butt i think wasn't wasn't he yeah yeah he 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 yeah. definitely
0: had the pear shape to him but he he's 100 it is like yeah. i mean it's literally like they sat down on paper and said let's take the bear from the donald duck cartoons and make him look a little more like peppy lepew so we don't get sued and here we are
2: and you got something i think there. yeah
1: like there's like how many bears do you know um other than pandas are black and white yeah like yeah. yep you, well, i, I guess bear, like they, they have they have some hybrid bears up along the arctic circle but i mean let's not talk about that <laughs> Let's yeah. go to the
2: next. Story. Yeah, let's not. Hey, do you know, uh driver's license photos aren't always the best. But when a Tennessee woman received her new ID, the picture was perfect for a furniture store. Jade Dodd renewed <laughs> her license online and received it last week. But to her surprise, the photo wasn't a picture of her. It only showed an empty chair.
0: Let me first begin by saying smooth as silk is always, Tracy. The delivery <laughs> just as smooth as can be. Uh, second of so, all, let me let me tell you about the uh, guy I knew that used to work at Pixar that got his picture taken for a license photo. I'm kidding <laughs> I didn't I just wanted to try and one-up you again.
1: I'm thinking so so they get their picture taken um, or they maybe they she didn't get her picture taken and it's just like the yearbook. it says not pictured
0: right. So, so why so. do you do you, I've never been to a licensed place where I sat in a chair. For my driver's license photo. Like there's never a chair. It is stand at this line and get your picture taken. So why why was there a chair in the picture at all? It's because not, they I'm don't
1: with... take a picture, they paint it.
0: Oh, you that have would to, be nice. <laughs> s- <laughs> sit <laughs> there yeah. and it's a, it's yeah. a painted,
1: yeah. it's a painted rendering. It's a very nice license.
2: So Dodd said the lady of the DMV did not really believe her when she went in to get her license fixed. And then she looked it up in the system and said, Oh, I need a manager for this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
2: know. Yeah, so, yeah, the manager said that she should be happy because in real life she looks more like a sofa.
0: <laughs> Man, I gotta start getting rim shots for the the headlines. Thank yeah. you.
2: Australian politicians are now being peppered with scores of requests for free portraits of Queen Elizabeth II after a long-forgotten piece of parliamentary law was brought to the public's attention earlier this week. The ability to request nationhood material, which can include pictures of the queen, the queen's husband, Prince Philip came to light after an Australian publication pointed it out it, the obscure legislation.
1: I'd- so so what I'm looking for is I'm, I'm looking for more pictures <laughs> of, of Prince Philip. If you got any extra pictures <laughs> of Prince Philip, just rummaging around if like at, he could be out in the garden and just sitting in, you know, a baco lounger or whatever, whatever you have. Um, I'd like to get some so I can throw me boomerang at it.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, so they've had people on Twitter uh, uh, using hashtags to, uh, um, to sort of aggregate everyone's requests as they're sort of promoting this ability. And so the government's having a hard time keeping up with the demand uh, for these uh, pictures of the queen.
0: I've never <laughs> listened. I, I will be the first to say, I obviously have not grown up in the UK. I hope everybody can tell that by now. Yeah. I do not understand the fascination with the royals. I've never understood it. And frankly, having spent a fair amount of time in the UK now because of business, they're not fascinated by the royals. For some reason, we have this weird, maybe it's just the whole Disney prince princess that whole sort of fairy tale side of things that we glamorize, but there are people who and and sounds like they must be in Australia too. There are people who are just insane over the royals, and I don't. I, there, it's it's just well, a family. You
2: know, this is this is kind of along the lines of what we were talking about earlier today. And so what we were talking about is civility uh, at a government level, right? And so one of the things that uh, in the modern day sort of constitution of uh, Great Britain is that with with the queen, uh, the queen represents a part of government. And even we think of her as a, she is largely a, um, a, uh, Mm -hmm. figurehead, although she does have powers to disband, uh, parliament as she wants. And she did that in Canada. Not that, not really all that long ago.
0: She also gets Um, to do the rad thing with the sword on the shoulders yeah she, she taps does. it on and each shoulder things. yeah
2: so what she does is that she the 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 royal family kind of represents a more dignified piece of the government and so that the government actually kind of ex- excused lawmakers are excused to kind of go on and be ugly because they don't solely represent the country sure there is a more dignified and more elegant form of the government that stands alongside it and can live kind of at the same time so what happens is not only do people kind of live vicariously through the queen and I, I saw the queen, she remembers this. I'm sure she probably talks about this all right. the time, yeah. but I she, saw the queen going in. I reached in... out
1: to her to be on the David and Steve show.
2: Did you? Yeah. She does not go on a lot of podcasts right. and that, uh, but we, I think we should still try honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, I, uh, I saw her going into St. Paul's cathedral uh, in London where she was going to see a, a, uh, a portrait of her, and it was what it was. Um, it was many years ago, it was been uh, late '90s. Uh, this was one of the first portraits where the artist was going to portray her as having, ad, adv- in 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 an advanced age, right? So everything right. is where where her skin is more pristine and things like that. And so there was a lot of controversy about this, and not because, not because the people wanted her to be portrayed as something she wasn't, but her job is to be portraying something in government that isn't something elegant and beautiful and i think that is the fascination of the royal
0: family steve it's crazy because tracy has now said he met the queen and just before we went on the air he told us how he spoke on a san diego comic-con panel in 1978 with jimmy carter so that's it has been quite a night
1: yeah yeah well what and what 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 else is he gonna lay down at our feet oh yeah 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 I was uh, I was part of the uh, the Illuminati, <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, right? I for was, for I six out. for six years, yeah. A yeah they're, a bunch,
2: they're a bunch of posers now. The um the interesting thing is anyway, you can if you live in Australia or anywhere uh, if you live in Australia, you can uh, request the uh, nationhood material and get a portrait of the Queen. Now I'm looking for a similar legislation in the United States that would allow me to get a picture of Jessica Lange from the 1976 movie King Kong. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> Amen. Definitely the most beautiful woman in movies. I don't care what you say. A restaurant in China apologized for any offense caused <laughs> when it placed scales at its entrance.
0: Yeah, I heard about that.
2: Customers weigh themselves to determine what they should order.
0: Yeah. There's that place in Vegas, the Heart Attack Grill that has the scale. Um, that that allows you to weigh yourself outside, but that's not. They're not discouraging you from eating anything. They are encouraging you to try to gain as much weight as possible while yeah, you're in they, their establishment. They, like it is. They
2: basically want to know how much you're holding in your colon on the way out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: yeah. Uh, so that that is that is that is the difference between us and and other countries. But yeah, I heard about this. Um, and they they are. It is my understanding they are deeply apologetic, which I think is the okay. I guess we're sorry. Like I, in other words, I I don't know that they're truly they're probably not truly sorry. Uh, well, but they,
2: they did explain the the Chuyan Fried Beef location in Changsha, Hunan Province said the scales and menu suggestions were in place at a response to President Xi Jinping's call for countries reduce of wasting food. So the two scales were placed at the entrance to the eatery, and customers were encouraged to weigh themselves. and A guide placed the scales, uh, offered suggestions to food selections and portion sized uh, for both men and women of various
0: weight ranges. I, yeah, I'm, not,
1: I'm not going there.
0: No, that's what I was. Just, <laughs> that's what I was just gonna say. If I, especially in this day and age, if I do get the chance to go out to a restaurant, I'm gonna go pretty nuts at the restaurant. We have speaking of Chinese food, we we found this Chinese place. And it's it's typical American Chinese. It's not traditional Chinese food. But we found a Chinese, quote unquote, Chinese food place not far from us. And we had my wife and I have been eating incredibly healthy for a while now. And we sent the kids away f- to go spend the night with other people. And rather than having any shred of intimacy, we went right to let's let's get food. And so we literally just we, we literally tonight. just overate and then fell asleep watching The Walking Dead. Like. I don't even know if we we gave each other a kiss on the cheek before we both passed out from the amount of food and, and MSG that we had consumed. Uh, but it that was is, it was delicious. It was like the fourth of July at
1: your house or something? Yeah. That's that is like <laughs> yeah. super yeah. American
2: yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Woke up to your wife looking sweet and sour sauce off. It your was face it like... was amazingly
0: <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> That's the news, fellas.
0: Okay. Uh, so just so we're clear next week is our 20th episode the three of us have talked about doing something special for the 20th episode we're not quite sure what it is yet and we're not quite sure why we're doing it for the 20th episode other than it's a number divisible by 10 but we Mm -hmm. are going to do something something unique for the 20th episode so make sure you tune in next week we're we have a few ideas that we're throwing around we will settle down on one of them but next week's show, one way or the other, will not be a typical show. So make sure you tune in for that. Uh, I do want to say one last time, Tracy, it's great to have you back. Uh, it's great to be back. Thank you. It It is a... Go ahead, Steve. Hit it.
1: I, 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 this is like totally non sequitur. I just wanted to ask you, Dave, who was the lead singer of Bang Tango?
0: Joe Leste. Yep. There we go.
1: i just i really wanted to showcase your superpower nobody knows but you can name everybody of every 80s hair metal band ever and it's it's i just wanted to sneak up on you and i i had this plan all night that i'm gonna spring this on you and this was the perfect time this is Um, we'll,
0: we'll have to find the right guest um i don't know who it will be But I'll put my skills up against anybody when it comes to obscure 80s hair metal, run of the mill, like top 40 80s hair metal. You give me any 80s hair metal and I can name that tune and that band. I'll put my money against anybody that you put out in front of me. Mm
2: Dave, you know, this reminds me. Do you remember when you used to kind of read the lyrics of eighties metal bands? <laughs> yeah, and I forgot You read I do. it really yeah. kind of in a poetic, yeah. sort of sing songy yeah. sense, and then we had to guess the yeah. uh, the band. That yeah. was a great game. I think that that needs to rub That's vital. a good
0: that's actually really good. Let's let's tag that one. We'll we'll bring that back really soon because I, I forgot I forgot all about that. But yeah, I, I... <laughs> I, the problem is, and here here's the real issue. I think I've got one friend out of my entire giant pool of Facebook friends. I'm not saying I have a lot of Facebook friends. I'm, what I'm saying is that's about the biggest group of people I know of that I can point to and say I know that maybe one person in that entire group could come close to the stupid knowledge I have of 80s hair metal when it comes to naming those. So finding the person, my point is finding the person who we could bring to to challenge me it'd be tough but i i will throw out the open challenge if anybody wants to challenge i love it i
1: think it's fantastic i do want you to know that um on facebook i um i actually spoke to uh uh jimmy chalfant of uh kicks um the the drummer from kicks that wrote all those songs for him And, uh, and I got, I got, I got more excited about that than I really should.
0: have. Steve, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, uh, throw egg on your face there, but it was the bass player who wrote all the songs for kicks. It was not the drummer. I'm so sorry. All right.
1: Well, we'll see you next week on the Dave and Steve show. (laughs)